ladies and gentlemen this is episode 17 of the Watchama talks my guest today is joaquim mora from brazil welcome thank you jolt this is your fourth trip to europe uh, with a special focus on uh, networking and uh, raising awareness about the importance of brazil because of the social and environmental issues you are a networker an educator an activist you are also a pensioner so since uh, 2000 you are retired so you are doing this from your heart for the community and for the people you are also since 2000 a volunteer translator of the Ruaf Foundation. Uh, this is a foundation which is, which has uh, a major role in uh, researching and educating on urban agriculture. And so far, you translated 30 editions or more, thousands of articles about food and urban issues and social issues. Your main focus is use, as they have a major role in our future and the activities that you are involved in they are vary from uh, composting to community building local food production education about ethics so Joachim welcome on the show mm -hmm. and please complete my introduction if you have anything important to add yes yeah there is a focus also on uh, development use uh, the work with the the students uh, focus also in team building uh, project elaboration funds uh, cap uh, you know uh, income generation and many things that we call art democratic arts that involve this kind of skills to work together to plan together to evaluate to monitor to to divulge communicate etc it's very okay. important for them their future yeah and you are using a holistic approach while uh, doing all of your activities mm -hmm. right yes there is no one specific solution it should be integrated in one and another and it should be somehow circular yeah and somehow you know, I in a line with nature. I suppose this is maybe the more original idea of my work is to really be holistic, including, let's say, ethics, education, uh, bodily practice like yoga, tai chi chuan, hmm. all together. Hmm. Nice. And uh, your journey started uh, from the Copacabana. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, this is one of the most famous beaches of uh, Brazil or in the in the world. Yes. And as far as I know, you you grew up in a little bit mixed environment. It was uh, partly influenced by the by the local community and lifestyle, the typical Copacabana lifestyle with yes. uh, <laughs> I don't know football and uh, cocktails and whatever dancing samba. <laughs> and the other part was this post World War countercultural uh, seekers who were into more the spiritual part and yeah yes 
can you tell us something how how was your life in the 50s and 60s because you you were born in 1947 right 47 yes last century okay i was uh, i lived in a very urban situation in copacabana one of the most dense uh, neighborhoods in the world and so but at the same time when i was 16 maybe i became interested in yoga and indian eastern philosophies religions buddhism etc and so at the same time i was involved uh, influenced by the leftist way of seeing the world etc but when i was mm, maybe 20 years old i I was introduced, let's say, to macrobiotics. Microbiotics. Yeah, not micro, because macro, micro ma is small. Ma macro, macro. Macrobiotics, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was the first time that we heard about that industrialized food was not good, that uh, many, many diseases are results from the wrong way of nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I thought it very interesting and from that time I became more interested also in agriculture. It's also called uh, Zen macrobiotics, right? Is it yeah, from, it's yeah. from an Eastern origin from Japan, yes, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, this, I read this, is the traditional way of eating in Japan, the, the monasteries, the Zen, Buddhism, etc. But when it arrived in the West, it used that name, macrobiotica in Portuguese, mm -hmm. and uh, introduced us with many different kinds of foods. And that, uh, I said, that uh, the Occidental, the Western way of eating was completely wrong. Yeah. We should avoid refined sugar, refined rice, refined wheat, etc. And also, and introduced us with miso hmm. made of soybeans and salt yep. and show you the soybeans. Okay, so many people uh, became macrobiotic in Brazil, yeah. many artists, many, uh, and also the, th that idea, what you eat you are, comes from this time. Yeah, and also this uh, more uh, holistic view on uh, from an energetic perspective, uh, can you elaborate on that? Mm -hmm. yeah, Macrobiotics don't care, doesn't care about proteins, vitamins, uh, mineral salts, etc. They are focusing on if the food is in or young. Yeah. Okay, and so if you are if you are too in, you can become ill. So you yeah. must look for young food that symbol, uh, white and black with that <laughs> complementary yeah. and dots. The, it, it, the first time I saw this symbol was with yeah. macrobiotica. Yeah. <laughs> it can be a little bit confusing because it's uh, an old concept, like almost 100 years old. And uh, I was referring on the energetic way that, uh, because there are so many other other insights and new studies that 
maybe the specific food mm-hmm. is not really the the issue or not really the the way what we have to necessarily follow but the philosophy behind it like uh, to have the balance with your surroundings right so that was what i'm mo- yeah. more referring to not the yin and yang part it's also mm-hmm. partly true yeah. mm-hmm. but what i what also you mentioned in one of your articles that uh, try to source your food within 50 kilometers yeah. because all of the energy from the soil and back and and your relation to uh, your direct environment will mm-hmm. reflect you on mm-hmm. a much yeah, yeah better way you define it perfectly yeah. better than i could uh, now many people say that food uh, eat local food because of the emission the gas emissions and other problems but they were already talking about this from another point of view this point of view you talked about the energetic yeah. field you must be harmonized with yeah because that's what what is one of the biggest problems uh, with today's world that we are not aware of uh, what resources are needed to have uh, bread on our table we don't we don't see the whole process mm-hmm. how certain food products get on the shelves in the shops and with but with this philosophy you can have a more uh, much broader overview about your food and the philosophy behind it in general you said that you be- you became more interested in agriculture and how where the food is co- coming from but mm-hmm. how did it change your life did it uh, take some new direction your life i am a, a baby boomer and so i lived all those happenings uh, may 68 and the plastics material arriving and the sexual revolution, <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I lived well these times. And I work at the same time, uh, since I was 19 years old, I entered the Brazilian Central Bank. It was recently created in the first competition to join the bank. I, I was <laughs> accepted. Mm. And, um, so I, I had the two sides at the same time, né? Yeah. Uh, baby boomer culture and uh, central bank yeah. <laughs> culture. So very materialistic, uh-huh. uh, money-based yeah, uh, culture. Yes. Hmm. I studied economics and in the bank I worked with the economic department, uh, relationship with the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, etc. Mm. And at the same time, when I arrived home, <laughs> I was another person. Mm. And then I perceived that the econ- economy that they taught at the, fac- the university did not include, consider the environment. Yeah. They don't anything, just the social m- uh, yeah, yeah. aspects are not uh, considered. Yes. Yeah, and uh, they did include in their studies uh, publicity. How hmm. publicity interferes? <laughs> How can you discuss consumerism hmm. and uh, the law of the offer and <laughs> hmm. you know the, the law of offer and the demand? No? Yeah. If you don't consider that publicity is interfering and mm. change, 
Okay, so I became very deceived, uh, uh, not satisfied with yeah. this kind of disappointed. Yes, disappointed, yes, disappointed. Yeah. Of course. And and you live this this life for for ten years, and yeah, after yeah, ten yeah. years, you decided to li- leave your job for an unpaid leave. But as before leaving for a while <laughs> of yeah. ten years, the bank, I changed my studies to design. I perceived that. Economics. I thought that studying economics would lead me to discuss the future, what can we do, etc., what's going on. But they have a li- much, a lot of econometric statistical account, yeah. etc. Yeah. I didn't like. I, di- I want to discuss <laughs> why, why Brazil is this way. How could it change? So I disappointed. Uh, went uh, changed my studies to design where I, I thought I would be more able to help society designing environment objects products yeah. so vi- you visual you communication as, as a as a design uh, problem so yeah, how yeah, we live yeah. our life in the cities what is going wrong it can be approached w- from a design perspective and could be redesigned yeah, to another yeah. way. Yeah. Yes, could help. Yeah. Me. And then in the central bank, I changed it from the economic uh, department to the museum. They have a museum mm. and I designed the museum, the exhibition, museum of coins and bills, yeah. Brazilian and foreign. Yeah. So I designed books, pamphlet, leaflet, etc. And I also wrote the, the design and the, the house organs of the mm. bank, about the bank, but I also always introduced my articles about mm. <laughs> microcredit, mm. local currency, and exercises <laughs> mm. against the stress and things. Yeah. So, but then, I decided to give up. I thought, no, this all this will f- end soon. Central mm. Bank will end soon. Mm. Every <laughs> the civilization will end soon. That was in the seventies, <laughs> yeah. When the oil crisis was in, a, in shortly a before. Shortly before, before yeah. I exited the bank, I asked the license without payment. Yeah. Like unpaid leave. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I went with a friend to... to uh, we bought uh, a small farm. And uh, with our wives and sons and friends, we started a community. Mm. <laughs> and then came the crisis and everything became more difficult. The farm was too far away from Rio. Mm. And so we... After three years, we left there. I came back to Rio, and I joined the environmental a- agency of mm. Rio de Janeiro. I was already writing articles for the main newspapers about ecology, environment, food, nutrition, agriculture, all these things. And uh, uh, I, with these articles, I was invited to join that agency environment mm-hmm. in a in a group called a section uh, called Eco Development, mm. 
where I should, I uh, was supposed that I would have opportunity to create community gardens in favelas and other mm. neighborhoods, etc. But it's very formal, bureaucratic, nothing really mm. happened. It was not a hands-on experience, just uh, mm. they, they, wa they wanted you to write some studies about that or some... Uh, no, no, let's do something. Okay, let's do. But then they don't have time enough to yeah. really get involved and so things don't happen mm. and then the crisis was increasing <laughs> and I mm. decided to come back go back to the bank so it was a uh, financially not sustainable for you to uh, yes in the bank in the central bank I would be better yeah but paid. Uh, yeah, yeah so I returned and after more 15 years etc i got retired yeah but since that time i was always working with urban agriculture yeah. etc but i've seen on your on your uh, profile that uh, you have also visited uh, the us a couple of times between uh, 92 and 2000 yes. and you what mm. what was your takeaway what uh, was your experience uh? <coughs> when i lived in brasilia now I don't live anymore in Brasilia, but when I worked in the Central Bank, I lived in Brasilia. City. The Brasilia, the, the capital, capital yeah. of Brazil. And there I met, giving free classes of Tai Chi Chuan, mm. I met a, a lady, a, a woman, that invited me to join her, the, the NGO, where she uh, acted, acted. And so it was an NGO linked to NGO in the United States. Mm. And so I had a uh, relation with American educators uh, and they invited me three times to visit the United States. And what was this NGO about? What, what did they do? They do projects in partnerships with, mainly they are educators, uh, scholars that have lived in the United States or American that who lived in Brazil and so they want to to keep them in touch. Yeah. Developing projects in partnerships. Yeah, but what is the focus of these projects? Mm, many. Yeah, okay. Many. Okay? Okay. They are cultural, artistic, uh, environmental, mm. youth development. Mm. Uh, with them, uh, the first time I visited the project of youth development for age, very important, five million kids involved every year. And the second time was to learn about microcredit. When I met Mohammed Yunus, mm -hmm. the founder of Grameen Bank, etc. And other agencies that work with microcredit. And the third time was to visit schools that were and are applying the method of ethics education, named character counts. Hmm. Okay, and so I always, I uh, I'm always trying to introduce this learning, <laughs> this knowledge I have, hmm. but difficult. But because people they are not really interested in new things, in different things. Hmm. Mainly if it comes from the United States. Oh, United States. But what can I do? I, I learned, I saw how important it is. So I 
in, I included it in my portfolio <laughs> yeah. of ideas and suggestions. Recently, very recently, one month ago, for the first time, I could uh, I could do uh, an activity with the Secretary of Education of the municipality where I live yeah. about ethics education. 18 years <laughs> after yeah. I had visited the United okay. States. And how many uh, students were involved in this uh, workshop? It was a one-day workshop or was yeah, it longer? No, no, no. Uh, and uh, it was just a morning. Okay. In uh, Monday and the next, m the following Monday again with yeah. other students, of course. Mm. I gave the same practice dynamics because this methodology is not to talk about respect, talk mm. about no, they are all based on dynamics, yeah. uh, group dynamics, and uh, you know, uh, games, things yeah. like this that make the students, the, the young, involved. It was and incredible. Uh, how to treat others? Yes, yes. I have. I can give it after in some way give the address of the page on the internet about this also in English so yeah. everybody interested we can in put it in the comment section yeah. perfect yeah and the main takeaway was the main message for the student was that uh, treat others the same way how you would like to be treated right yes or, or, uh, yes <laughs> this is the pillar of yeah. respect the golden rule yes yeah. in, in discussing working with respect but they work the methodology work with six pillars sincerity mm. that involves also uh, honesty integ mm. integrality <laughs> loyalty mm. uh, trustworthiness mm. the other pillars respect with yeah. all the the other one is responsibility mm. The other is caring, the mm. other is fairness, and the last one is citizenship. Mm. So uh, they have dynamics about uh, these six pillars according the age level mm. for children, for adolescents. And yeah. So it's very well, very easy to apply, it's very yeah. explain it, how to do, what to do. Yeah very effective are you planning to give more workshops uh, in the neighboring schools was of it well course, received of from of the course, students of course yeah. because uh, shortly after yeah. these two experiences two opportunities i travel to europe yeah. but whenever i come back i yeah. will talk to the people of the secretary of education what we'll do next maybe choose one or two pilot schools and do it more consistently yeah. and the the people from the secretary that uh, that came to see me working with the students they perceived very well how involved mm. the youngsters were ab mm. discussing about how they don't like to be treated mm. i don't like this and in groups writing what i don't <laughs> Maybe for the first time in their life, they were, they had 15, 20 minutes just thinking about writing about what they consider unrespectful mm. uh, 
behavior. What, what hurts them? Yeah, what hurts yeah, their yeah. heart? Yeah. And from this, they perceived after the, the the dynamics, they perceived that this is the way we don't like to be treated. So we don't treat the <laughs> other the same way. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, success with this uh, new new project uh, <laughs> in the coming uh, time, and. So since 2000, you are retired, right? More 90, or less. 98. Ni- 90, uh, Already 20 years now. <laughs> but uh, you but are working you, more. You, you, you are maybe more active than ever. Yeah. Than uh, in your uh, uh-huh. banking career. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, but since 2000, you got to, you got the realization that all of the activities or most of the activities what you were involved like even 20 years uh, <coughs> like 20 years back like mm-hmm. from now 40 years back almost that uh, those activities are kind of falling under the umbrella term of uh, urban agriculture and you realize that oh this is this term i'm already uh, busy with these topics and then you found the ruaf uh, foundation how how did you start this uh, it's fun because when i started to work with urban agriculture, I didn't have noticed this expression. Maybe this expression did <laughs> exist in, in 78, maybe, I don't, I'm not sure. But we call it community gardening, mm. like this, not urban agriculture. Mm. Only in 2000, maybe, with internet, I perceived that this was something very important. Very many people were discussing this, mm. developing projects, and they used that expression, urban agriculture. Mm. And I discovered Ruaf Foundation that published, in that time they published, they still published the magazine, but in that time they published the magazine in six languages. English, French, Spanish, mm. Arabic, mm. Turkish, Chinese, six. And uh, so I wrote them, why not Portuguese, Portuguese, Brazil, <laughs> <laughs> Portugal, Mongolia, Mozambique, etc. And they agreed to, to pay me, not too much, very, I suppose I'm the cheaper translator in the mm. world. Mm. Okay, but I was t- so involved with the matter that I want to do I w- of course I want to translate and I have already translated 34 editions all mm. the 34 editions they do twice two per year mm. two per year so in 70 years 34 and for the first time in the next edition I will have a article from myself about urban agriculture and youth development and yeah, and this is basically your current project, which yes. is ongoing uh, yes. in mm-hmm. six schools yes. in your area. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. What uh, what was uh, because I see that there is also uh, approach from a holistic perspective, like uh, food, organic waste management, uh, income generation, and sustainability. And you you put the focus on the use as they are, as I already mentioned, that they have a key role in. Uh, tackling uh, <laughs> problems yeah. they have to be involved too yeah yeah mm-hmm. so how did it start S- is it uh, has it started mm-hmm. two two three years ago 
Yes, of course. I I I have been working with in schools in school gardening. Thirty years ago, I was doing this. You know, eighty-two. I I worked with thirteen schools, but uh, the concept, the the plan, uh, I, uh, the methodology that I use now is um, to the, the most original feature maybe of my project is not working in with this all with every student with all the students in a school this is yeah. so uh, my idea is to invite these students to join a group yeah. and create a group of social environmental practice as i call it and then we put some posters small posts inviting them hey young man yeah. <laughs> and girl come join the group you will learn things you 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 do what you like to do you you have fun you will learn to work together other people network with other schools yeah. even in the foreign countries hmm. so there are many abilities that and skills capacity that you, you will have opportunity to develop. Do you promote also the fact that uh, they can be involved in entrepreneurship and uh, maybe earn a little bit of money, or is it just uh, you, you, you say it later? So, this is a process. No? Yeah. So I am starting organizing the yeah. groups. In each school, I must, of course, find some teacher that wants yeah. to be the facilitator of the group. And so we are starting with composting because the, the residues are always there in yeah. every school. From kitchen uh, waste. Yes, right. yes. That's and the, the yeah. canteen. The, and the students are there mm. <laughs> and the teachers. So we don't need money, nothing, yeah. just to organize. The problem that I see is more of organization than of money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, my question was... Uh, regarding to the income generation yes. part of the uh, project but so we are comes yeah, later yeah. Yeah. because the value is there mm. if you can circulate the value in your mm. community then yeah, it will course. also produce income yeah. but i noticed that the brazilian schools are not allowed to develop to, to sell things mm. they are not yeah. allowed but I, I am explaining the principals the teachers that this is not an activity of really earn money using the school to, to yeah. earn money. No, no. It is a project, the income generation activities, is to pedagogical activity to teach the students how to work together, how to devise a, a, a business plan. Yeah, entrepreneurial skills. Yes, yeah. that's it. So yeah. please tell the authorities that we are not using <laughs> the school to mm -hmm. earn money. No, yeah. it's for pedagogical <laughs> objectives. But this will come maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> In Brazil, everything is very slow, very slow. And I'm, I have two uh, mottos. The first one came from Peter Drucker. Mm -hmm. yeah. He said, time is the critical factor. 
it's not a very original phrase, né? anybody could uh, perceive this. But he said, and I adopt, time is the critical factor in a project. Yeah. You have to be patient, you mean? Yeah, I mean no, that, but that, that's what I also experienced mm -hmm. with this uh, show series mm -hmm. that uh, mm -hmm. you do, you have the enthusiasm, but yeah. you have to be patient. Yes, but making things happen, yeah. right? rhythm. Yeah. And then I added one other motto from myself, hmm. that is, communication comes shortly after. Yeah? Time, rhythm, hmm. and communication. So yeah. I'm here. Hmm. <laughs> and I write, and I talk, and oh, every time. You know <laughs> how yeah. much I talk. <laughs> and uh, so you have six schools in three municipalities, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. roughly, can you uh, give us an estimation how many students are already involved in mm. these projects? And let's say that six, seven in each school mm -hmm. with one or two teachers. Mm -hmm. But what they do, they show to the other students. Yeah. The other students see them doing interesting things. And so in the process, I think they, the idea is to reach everyone. But... Uh, takes time. So, uh, for example, the biology teachers have a major role, like uh, from the composting yeah. onwards or, or the principles, and you can also kind of uh, connect certain educational activities in uh, related to biology, yes. chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they can uh, monitor the quantity of residues that they are saving from the to wasting there away mm. they are composting so that they can do a little of statistics and uh, of um, uh, administration so they get a uh, uh, complete and <laughs> wide mm. understanding of the problem and some of them are developing activities from themselves, by themselves, hmm. okay? For instance, in a group uh, decided to produce a video about what they are doing in, with composting. So it's not just composed. Hmm. Uh, suddenly, it's also video making, planning the video, discussing, writing a script, and uh, editing it. Uh, so other skills are developed, okay? Yeah. I really like the major role of uh, composting. Like if you look uh, up uh, any permaculture uh, books, they also start with composting. And basically all life starts and ends in compost. So we also gonna end in uh, some kind of compost at yeah. one point. <laughs> of course. So compost and use, yeah. Yeah. these are my two, yeah my two legs <laughs> of mm. my work, the two channels. What is the next step in this project? Making it increase, uh, increases and uh, join more schools. I think that it's a way to, um, to free the youngsters from the current vision that uh, left and right, 
Então, é. they fight against... Fascista, nazista, comunista... É. Não. <risos> Divide and, and conquer. They don't do nothing. They just shout at each other, etc. É. And so, with these groups of socio-environment practice, they will understand that... Ok, shout a little, but the most important is the work. Do é. things, show things being done, well done, ok? The ethics, the education, the excellence, the search for excellence of <laughs> uh, in our culture. It's not really usually valorized. Validated. Yeah. Or, or valorized. Yeah, it's something that you give value to, yeah. you But consider important. Yeah. No, no, yeah. they are yeah. Here in Europe, of course, you have another uh, culture more serious, yeah. let's say. You, you saw you yourself. <laughs> no, more than me, no? <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. So I uh, also like to be playful. Yeah. Don't get me as the serious guy. <laughs> And so, uh, this, I, I think this is important to, to show them how do you do here. Mm. And learn something with them yeah. i uh, i think that we also have something to to bring it to show you of course sure. of course but if you if we consider the results we must look <laughs> to european culture yeah. the way they do you see you know <laughs> So this is your your fourth time when you are here with the specific purpose of uh, visiting projects and network and uh, mm -hmm. get yeah. get people mm -hmm. involved somehow in your activities. What is the main takeaway so far uh, from this year? Has anything changed from the, your first visit? I think the most important, the highest point, is to be here with you doing this <laughs> podcast and another point every time i come here everything i see i write a report in portuguese and also in english mm. commenting it showing pictures etc uh, i came here in 2015 for a international conference on agriculture in, uh, in urbanizing society in roma second time for a course on entrepreneurship in uh, urban agriculture yeah. in Bologna University. The third time, uh, again in Bologna, the seminar symposium, international symposium, greener cities. And this time, no event, just visits and here. But every, every occasion I wrote articles, I uh, wrote report, reports, because in Brazil, they I'm not talking about the common person, but even the people who work with urban agriculture, agroecology, mm. etc., they are not informed mm. about what going, what's going on, he mainly here in Europe. And in the United States, oh, they, um, Brazil is very far away from Europe, from United States, so they, they, <laughs> they think that the world uh, is like Brazil, mm. okay? Mm. They don't have the idea that 
what are you other people doing very important including in the netherlands that i perceived that is the capital of <laughs> urban mm. agriculture maybe mainly because of Ruaf Foundation and the magazine, but also the project I saw, very developed here. No? Actually, uh, urban agriculture was or always part of the cities. Yes. Since, uh, yeah. Like uh, if, uh, if you go on a boat trip in Amsterdam, they're going to tell you that behind those huge buildings, there were gardens for food. So it's just uh, mainly this post-war, uh, industrialized agriculture since it's it's here and the supermarkets that's that was the turning point when uh, mm -hmm. cities became unaware of their food yeah yeah uh, but anyway here much much more than in brazil mm. in brazil just a small towns with old people they have their mm. garden in their backyards but mainly the youth, they don't consider, uh, they don't care about producing mm. their own food. Yeah, I think it's a universal thing. So I, like you, what I see also uh, among people who are kind of uh, turning back to rural areas, like when what you did mm -hmm. when you were around 30 and you yeah. moved away, that's uh, people starting their families or st in their 30s is the time when they when they realize that okay there is value mm -hmm. there is health there the, the, sh the, the, the children have to grow up somewhere they have to access to healthy food fresh air so that that's the point when a part of the population decides to go uh, and live on rural areas and mm -hmm. a tiny fraction of that uh, wants to get involved in a uh, food production too yeah but it's not just a Brazilian thing to to be uh, disconnected from mm. from uh, food. Mm. Like uh, if I look at myself or you know the the younger generations, there are, there is so many uh, automation and so many other good stuff to do. You know, interesting stuff that uh, it's easy to distract them the importance of food, and it's a global mm. phenomenon. But yes. it's very nice that you pointed out. Uh -huh. yes. Yeah, I suppose that um, producing food nowadays can be very fun, also interesting, yeah. challenging. With the you may be a farmer, but you can have your computer and you, know, you can network worldwide. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a matter of design. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. And make yeah. them understand this. Of course, there is also a necessity of uh, make it viable. Yeah. Yeah, their work may uh, organize how they will make a living yeah. on this. Of course, not just oh, <laughs> you yeah. need to make money. Okay, but it's possible. I <laughs> I think yeah. it's possible. And I totally uh, understand the the youngsters' perspective. I I mean, I had a very uh, extreme experience i was working on the field since i was five you know mm -hmm. and in not in a, some okay we had also our family gardens but uh, i often found myself when i was uh, five six or ten like in a five hectares of uh, sugar beet plantation okay you have to weed it you know or uh, corn or whatever and you are in and that's actually the industrial agriculture's picture 
what most of the youngsters have that uh, it's somewhere out there on the farm you are alone it's dirty it's not fun to do it's hard work mm-hmm. and of course it's hard hard work and that way of uh, big plantations and have uh, physical labor there you are just a tiny tiny little mouse <laughs> or mm. whatever mm-hmm. if you see those big plantations but if you see uh, urban gardens or community gardens where other people are also there and there is some hard work but there is also some social interaction then the whole perception and some music some art some cooking of course. then the whole idea of mm-hmm. uh, food production uh, shifts to a totally different uh, dimension yes yeah in, uh, I read some day that in Israel, the kibbutz, mm-hmm, yeah. they they are scholars, academics, but mm. they love to garden. And I I read they garden by the night mm. without sun, okay, mm. lead lamps and music, classic music. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. know that it can be fun, can be interesting. Oh. Yeah, so that's that's the other important thing that uh, it's also happening in the all agricultural food r- related research and uh, the industry and also policy making that uh, those who are or many of those who are like saying the rah rah political agenda, mm-hmm. we have to feed the world, la mm-hmm. da, they have never ever ever done anything food related so yeah. that's what I also like to point out that's a beautiful uh, idea a beautiful example when leaders are also uh, involved in hands-on experiences and actually they know what they are talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be beautiful yeah. that is uh, something that I noticed after these events that I came to participate is that they don't show I think they don't have. If they have, they don't show a real commitment to to work together to keep them uh, connected after the event. Mm. Yeah, after the event, the end, oh, goodbye, see you mm. next year <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Okay, they don't have a, um, a focus on to make things happen. They just research. Oh, yeah, you, you, you mean the a- academic uh, community. Yes, yeah, there is that you, you, you can find very often that they have to also dedicate themselves to academy because yes. the academic mm-hmm. environment is mm-hmm. also very competitive. Yes. So it's also um, about their focus. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. indeed, indeed, uh, that's what I'm also missing. And uh, for example, in, in my studies, uh, after I, stu- I studied the uh, rural sociology and all of these issues what we were talking about i i studied entrepreneurship here to actually bridge this link uh, between uh, theories and ideas and action oh. and that's why this urban ent- entrepreneurship and uh, uh, urban green train project is very nice that actually we have these ideas but we also have to generate a new entrepreneurial generation mm-hmm. Uh, who will actually take action on a slightly different way than just the simple capitalist uh, model mm-hmm. of course there are there should be a business model but mm-hmm. also the social and environmental mm-hmm. aspects should be considered yeah yeah you see this curse UGT urban green train, train yeah. uh, the, the project ended 
they had a, a budget, né, a financing from the European Union and many uh, professors from universities of Italy, France, uh, Germany, mainly. The and Netherlands? No, yeah? no. The Netherlands, Ruaf people, etc. But they are not, uh, no, no, I could okay. say that more Ital Italy, France, and yeah. Germany. Okay, and then um, the project has a deadline. Oh, it's over, it's over. They don't care about what comes next. The yeah, because they have their own, own professional yeah, resources. I, I know, I know. I'm commenting. The, the, the mm -hmm. other interesting uh, experience that I had, uh, like uh, those who are into these ideas, uh, most of those people including me and maybe yourself mm -hmm. when we want to implement these ideas and the shift towards action yeah. the notion of the ter term of business comes in and the business world got yeah. so corrupt and so you know uh, manipulative and uh, you know all of most of the sociological studies is the business world is the blamed for yeah. everything mm -hmm. so that's what I see that is also kind of blocking uh -huh. uh, maybe it's an, an emotional blockage uh -huh. because there is no other model to to set up you know you cannot go for a communist model because it's uh, again out very mm -hmm. very uh, tyrannical and autocratic yeah but you also don't want to go to the capitalist model so maybe that's another reason why researchers or people who really put out uh, great studies there is a kind of blockage a mental blockage in themselves like how to put it in reality i'm not mm. defending them entirely uh, okay, but that's no, what i, I, I experienced this yeah. life I, yeah. I perceive this for <laughs> decades okay yeah. but you saw uh, you see the the ugt is ended now you go to the site of ugt it's the same that was two years ago. They don't include it, for instance. How many people really follow it, the online course? You cannot learn this. Uh, where is the evaluation? Hmm. They did an evaluation one year ago. The evaluation was the final activity, the evaluation. But the evaluation is not <laughs> available hmm. on their hmm. site. And I think that everything is important because UGT curse is not for the current people, the present people. Maybe in 10 years or 20 years, other people would like to do something similar. Mm. And so it's important that in the site they can find you know, the, 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 the results, the, the effects. <laughs> I, the only, the, uh, uh, I have done the pictures of the course in the created the page about the course with the timetable, the, the classes, the people, for pictures, etc. Mm. I did it. I suppose they have, they should have done something to show the course how it was. Né? So I think that I can uh, collaborate with some ideas. Yeah. Because I think I perceive something I'm missing. Okay. 
Yes, no, it is a process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we can conclude that it was a very, uh, for me, even if I was not following the pros, the the progress or the the course, mm-hmm. I've just seen the articles and where the direction of the research was. I already felt uh, energized and uh, I felt uh, I can relate to these kind of uh, researches. Mm-hmm. So I I I still conclude that it was a wonderful project, and we can conclude that although there is some uh, lack of follow up but uh, it was a nice nice project yes yeah. no I, I you know i translated yeah. the yeah. curriculum yeah. 276 pages i translated because i perceived how important it was yeah. but anyway i think they should also have a, a shorter mm. uh, option Mm. Because 276 pages, only scholars will yeah. read it. For the real enthusiasts. Yeah, the yeah. practitioner yeah. would be better served with a 40, maybe yeah. 40 pages. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe someone will, maybe I will uh, look into it and make a shorter version. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought to do it, but yeah. other things <laughs> called me. And what are your next steps when you go back? Uh, is it uh, two more days and you fly back to Rio? Yes. Yeah. Mm, today I fly. I go to Paris and for five days in Paris and oh, then romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and then fly back to Brazil and contact the people. Yeah. What are you doing? What have you done? Because they should be communicating more. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> oh, well and you should communicate. <laughs> need to communicate. Just to clarify to the people that you don't live in Rio anymore. You mm, don't. No, uh, no. You are not a resident of the Copacabana, no, drinking no, no, uh, no. piña colada <laughs> all day and uh, watching uh, girls and uh, yeah. football. But you live in in the countryside, right? Uh, yeah. In a like it's an area between uh, Sao Paulo and uh, in Rio, Rio and Minas Gerais. Mm. Yeah. So where the three main states of Brazil they yeah. meet there I mean, <laughs> in yeah. a mountain range with a high yeah. place and tourist place because very natural forest, waterfalls, yeah. cold weather. Mm. So tourists from Rio and São Paulo come mm. in the weekends to have oh, cold weather, <laughs> wine, oh, five places. Mm. And, but uh, anyway, very close to my house, there is a high school with 600 students. It, this school was uh, hard to work with them. All these years, I lived there 15 years, I had uh, I tried to work with them, but I never found some teacher really interested in mm. to do things together in composting, school gardening. But now I found, shortly before I come, I found we organized the first and second meeting and uh, the plans, the posters to invite the students. Uh, okay, uh, so that will be the next step to yeah, because the other schools are 40 kilometers from my house, yeah. uh, 160 mm. kilometers from my house. Yeah. This is 500 steps from yeah. my house, so very important. And uh, you are, uh, like, you highlighted the importance of Brazil because uh, it has such an uh, 
enormous uh, environmental uh, impact on the whole world because if, if it's sheer size like it's eight million eight hundred mm. square kilometers something like that uh, so basically the size of the US or even bigger than Australia yeah yeah uh, but only 220 million people live there so they are basically if you as an outsider you would say oh they are spoiled with the resources but it's not the case because most of the people are living in the huge urbanized cities so this area what you said this this three like uh, sao paulo uh, rio de janeiro mm -hmm. and minas minas greas yeah how many people live there and uh, more or less in these three three regions if you no. uh, you said this is the most important hub no of they are important states yeah. uh, rio state of rio has yeah. the city of rio yeah. the state of sao paulo has the city of sao paulo and others mm. and others and the state of minas gerais has its capital belo horizonte mm. but these are far away from where i live mm. Uh, maybe 200 kilometers to Rio, 200 kilometers to yeah. São Paulo cities, né? and 300 to Belo Horizonte. Yeah. Where I live is a small town in, by the mountains. Yeah. So maybe where I live, that is a, a thousand I, people. I, a I thousand. understand, I understand mm. that part, but if you see how huge Brazil is mm -hmm. and uh, how close relatively Rio and uh, Sao Paulo mm -hmm. to where you live and yeah. where how big cities are those so you see that uh, most of the population of Brazil live in these areas or a big part of the population right right yeah so but that's why it's important uh, of course that uh, you have still in reach I don't say that it's very close but uh -huh. in reach Rio and Sao Paulo uh -huh. and if anything happens in your region and on the border of these three regions uh -huh. somehow maybe the news or via the internet if there is some good initiative is taken uh -huh. somehow it can spread right away in three regions yes yeah <laughs> the region where I live is by the nature etc it's a uh, belongs to what we call uh, environment protection area mm. of of that range of mountains this environment protection area includes 30 municipalities mm. some from rio some from sao paulo some from minas 30 and so what i'm doing they know and uh, the the team that of is a federal agency that takes care of this environment mm. protection area they are following what i'm doing they perceive that i'm doing things <laughs> mm. very interesting so shortly we will be able to suggest to the 30 municipalities to who wants to do something similar with this truth so uh, soon we will yeah, we will amplify <laughs> why the, the work, the project. There are also other environment protection areas in Brazil that we can also uh, inf influence. Né? Hmm. And anyway, but Rio and São Paulo City, they are very huge, very complicated, favela, etc. São Paulo, 
maybe I read this, is the biggest, largest metropolitan area of the South Hemisphere and also the largest hemisphere, <laughs> large of the Western Hemisphere. Hmm. London is more or less the same. Hmm. London. You see how important largest <laughs> of the South yeah. Hemisphere and of the Western Hemisphere at the same time. Yeah. And so how to reach it, how to interfere, is a challenging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing is what uh, many, many uh, people take wrong, I think, that uh, what you do is with little with these local little local communities and schools that can be replicated on a on another level but we also don't have to force entire rio or sao paulo to mm. change of course. but there are neighborhoods <laughs> mm -hmm. there are districts yeah, there are yeah, communities yeah, yeah. who can uh, who still have some resources some land maybe mm -hmm. and who could show some interest and learn mm -hmm. from the rural or semi-rural or peri-urban mm -hmm. uh, population to uh, to do these practices. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think uh, you yeah. are doing the good way. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jolt. Yeah. And do you think we covered most of the topics we wanted to cover? I, I think Because so. I, I, I'd like to inform the address of these pages uh, so yeah, anybody yeah. will find uh, everything i talked here in the description we're gonna put the links in the uh, description yes. maybe yeah. four or five yeah no worries <laughs> there is enough uh, space for that so thank you very much mm -hmm. for stopping by and uh, shared your stories mm -hmm. because uh, you are really change maker veteran let's say or <laughs> with your 50 years of uh, background and uh, i wish you a lot of success uh -huh. thank you and uh, yeah wish you a good trip back uh -huh. to brazil and keep in touch keep Com in touch communication yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh, whoever wants to do an internship or interested in similar projects they can also write a, a message to me or joking personally so don't hesitate if you are interested in uh, projects in brazil so thank you very much thank you joe <laughs> oh. and say hi <laughs> say hi to the people hi people <laughs> very glad to <laughs> talk to you <laughs> okay bye 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 ciao ciao